Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 154 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us today as we pause from our regular Come Follow Me studies as we do each Monday and we have a look at some of the listener comments on Facebook and through email and then we have a look at something that I've been studying this week which is um, separate from the Come Follow Me materials and I would just like to say again here that if you are studying anything or if you have any thoughts on the Come Follow Me studies each week please do share it on Facebook. Uh, You can share it at Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me or you can Email me at ldsstudysession at gmail.com. I'd love to hear more from listeners and get the the study session discussion flowing more with our listeners. Uh, I know there's many of you out there that are listening, and so just uh, take five minutes to share what you've been studying, all your thoughts on it, and that would really be helpful. Um, And also, please do leave a review on the podcast. Um, We're starting to get a bit more reviews on the podcast, and um, those five-star reviews really help share this message out further, and so... If you're listening on Apple Podcasts in particular, or wherever you're listening to your podcasts, uh, that would really help. So looking this week uh, in our studies, um, we had some discussion on the Facebook group about the um, the verses on being slothful and how slothfulness um, is something we should avoid. Um, Ellie Ditchfield uh, shared about how um, she has no scriptures with her and doesn't have service service on her phone to get them but she likes to talk to people while she's in hospital. And that's a really wonderful um, example, because obviously, you know, we, we may have situations where we cannot um, do what we would like to do in terms of not being slothful uh, and serving others. Um, but obviously the Lord knows us and he knows what we, are, what we are able to do and what we can put forward. And that is obviously wonderful and okay in his eyes, I'm sure. Um, Candice Welch shared that these are the verses that she uses most with her kids. I can see as my children grow up, perhaps, you know, um, talking a lot about needing to not be slothful and to use our time effectively. And actually, that will come up uh, at some point in, in this week's Come Follow Me studies as well, which will be quite interesting. Um, but it was good. Um, we had a sister, Watain, share, share again about the Mormon Battalion Centre in San Diego, about the virtual tours. And to be honest, um, you know, I'm sure that will be, become more interesting as we move through the Come Follow Me study in the church history um, points that we talk about through this year. But also um, there is obviously with the pandemic, the opportunity to have many virtual tours of church history sites. Uh, and so that's always worth looking at. Um, I then shared about um, the Sabbath, fasting and prayer that we found in Doctrine and Covenants section 59. Um, and Candice Welch shared this, that she shared a gratitude journal with her kids during a great trial in their lives. She feels it's brought more peace into their family and home, and maybe it's just helped her have peace, which makes the home seem more peaceful. And that's an interesting insight, actually, that sometimes, you know, our home can feel out of balance. It can feel out of control, but that's possibly because we ourselves are lacking that peace or that that grounding in the gospel at that moment. And perhaps around us, it is actually okay. But from our perspective, it may not be. Um of course, it may well be out of balance and out, out of control. I'm not saying that, you know, how we feel is not necessarily how it is uh, all the time. But finding more peace for ourselves can certainly go a long way to finding more peace in our home. And the Sabbath is a wonderful way in which we can do that. So those were the comments and the thoughts from this week. And so um, we'll move on from that. Um, just again, I mean, many many listeners will know that I study the Enzyme each month uh, and pick out a couple of interesting articles uh, to point out to you. 
during these months. And uh, in this one, in well, in the April 2021 enzyme, there was uh, one by Elder Neil L. Anderson, which is interesting because um, he shared uh, an in, um, a, 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 an address, uh, some things that he shared when he went to a uh, university class reunion. Um, and he and attendees were invited to consider their thoughts on the topic of life after death. Now, I will say, first of all, <laughs> for a university class reunion, I have to presume it's some sort of philosophical class or thing like that, because if I was invited to come to my university for a reunion and then talk about our thoughts on life after death, that would seem pretty morbid. So I have to presume, uh, I mean, I should have probably studied this a bit further and, and studied what um, Elder Anderson did at university, what classes he took. Um, because perhaps one of those classes dealt with these types of questions. You have to hope that anyway. But um, he shared his thoughts, obviously, on Jesus Christ's central role in God's plan for his children. And interestingly, he says, quote, Although surprised by my direct approach, a number of attendees shared with me that they appreciated the thoughts I shared, close quote. You can just imagine, um, you know, an apostle of the Lord coming to this place and sharing powerfully a testimony of the Saviour in what is a very, probably a very secular place. Um, but there you go. So what I wanted to do is just share some of the points he shared. Uh, he actually shared a number of um, points, specific points about his thoughts on life after death. He said, number one, I believe in a loving and personal God. Um, he shared a quote from Pierre Telhard de Chardin, a French philosopher, Again, making me think that it's some sort of philosophical class he went to, um, who said, quote, We are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience, close quote. I thought that was particularly interesting, that we are children of God and that we are spiritual creatures um, engaged in this mortal experience. Uh, his second point was he believes that, uh, well, he says, quote, I believe that truth is truth whether it is in the physical world or the spiritual world, close quote. Um, so obviously making the point here that whether you have these beliefs or not, there are some things that are truths. And obviously to find out um, what spiritual truths are, you have to do so through spiritual means. Um, he continues with his third point by saying, quote, the spiritual gift of faith comes from God. While environment certainly is important, while reason plays a role, and while the emotions of life, life's experiences turn as one way or the other, faith comes by connecting with heavenly powers, close quote. Um, yeah, that's obviously uh, a big uh, important point, that faith comes through spiritual means. And then he goes on to say in his fourth point, quote, I believe that faith is more available when we ask for it through prayer, expressing our intent to accept and honour what we receive, close quote. Um, I think that's interesting that he adds the caveat on the end saying that we express our intent to accept and honour what we, what we receive. He goes on further in this point to say, quote, curiosity or intellectual interest is not sufficient. There must be an honest desire and a willingness to act on what is received. Faith, of course, cannot be purchased with money, close quote. Um, he then moves on to his fifth point, talking about how this faith um, can grow uh, no matter how small it is. He says, quote, no matter how much we begin with, even if it is no more than the desire to believe, our faith can grow as we exercise that faith, close quote. And I think that's always the hardest thing, really, if we are struggling with our faith, is to then act on that faith, because we may feel like, well, we've not had that experience, we've not 
um, seen that blessing. So why would I do it further? But of course, you know, that is when we need to just have that desire. If we have that desire, then that can grow and it will take time. You know, it's not going to come straight away, most likely. It's not going to come in a bolt of lightning in most cases. Um, it will take days, weeks, months, maybe even years to develop that faith further and further, but it will develop. Uh, that's the important point. As Elder Renlund talked about with his talk at conference about unfairness, infuriating unfairness, he said about how, you know, often we wonder the how and the when, but, you know, in reality, we don't have the access to that understanding all those answers. But what we do know is that it will happen. Um, the sixth point Elder, made, Elder Anderson made is this, quote, faith will always be misunderstood by some. And then finally, his seventh point was this, quote, what do I anticipate after death? Um, let me say that not, that not all of my Christian classmates will agree with my perspective. Also, describing spiritual events through a mortal framework hardly seems adequate. Death is not the end, but a necessary step in our progression, just as was our birth. Close quote. He then goes on um, to talk about the resurrection, to talk about the next stage and how we will continue to learn to progress, that you know, there is a, a place, a hell. He even said this. This is a quote from him. He said, quote, there is a hell for the evil and wicked. What that means would take too long to explain, but I do not see it as paintings in Dante's Inferno. Rather, it is a place where one comes to understand the terribleness of his actions and guilt and remorse bring extreme sadness and sorrow. I do not believe it lasts forever, except for a very, very few, close quote. Um... I just thought it was particularly interesting to, to listen to these comments and, and words from an apostle about life after death and what he shared with his, um, his classmates from university. It was an interesting insight to um, kind of what he shared. And so I hope you enjoyed that. Please do continue to follow the podcast. And until we meet again.